Welcome to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you can find links to our social media accounts. Led by Pastor Mike Deese, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Now presenting this week's message. How many traveled over the, the holidays? How many done some pretty significant traveling over the holidays? Really? That's it? That's it? Y'all the only ones? God, anybody else? Yeah, kind of, sort of. Going to Alabama is not really traveling. That's just, that's cruising. That's cruising, you know. Uh all right. Well, you know, anytime you, you travel or you go on a trip, I mean, you, we all know it just makes sense. You, you know, there's some things that you take with you and uh, there's some things that you leave behind. Uh, as you, most of you know, my wife uh, does a lot of traveling. Uh, thank you, Delta. Uh, but uh, there's, you know, when she travels, it is very consistent uh, as far as some stuff that she takes with her. You know, it may it may vary from time to time, but there are a few things that she will not leave home without. One, her Dunkin' Donut uh, uh, app on her phone. Yeah. And then uh, loaded, you know, locked and loaded. And uh, two, her pillow and her blanket. Full-size pillow. Full-size blanket. We'll not go anywhere in the world without those things. And so, you know, there are some things that whenever you're going on a trip or going on vacation, when you're traveling, you're going to take with you. But then there's obviously some things that you don't take with you. Uh, like, for instance, no, none of us have ever considered taking the trash or the garbage with us on our trip. Just not, we're not going to take that with us. You're going, that's stupid. You just never do that. Uh, well, right. We shouldn't. And, and most of the time you wouldn't take dirty clothes, right? You, you, you wouldn't want to take dirty clothes on your trip unless you're really, really desperate. Well, um, I use this kind of lame illustration just to point out this. You know, as we are on the threshold of 2020, a new year, there are some things that God wants you to take with you into the new year, and there's some things that He wants you to leave behind. And, uh, you know, as we were sitting there uh, singing, uh, you know, that last praise song, you know, uh, praise the Father, praise the Son. And, 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 and I could just tell you were in it. You know, the, the, the verse that, that came to my mind, I was just thinking, you know, how God is honored by that. But I, I remember the words of Jesus when he was talking to the Pharisees. He said, you honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. You know, and my prayer is that, listen, that we would not be a people that God, honor God with our lips with, without our hearts being just close to the Father. That our hearts would be really connected with Him. And the reality is, is that there are many people who call themselves Christians who honor Him with their lips, but their hearts are far from Him. Their hearts are really connected. You know, where their treasure is, their hearts are also, on, and so much of the treasure is here on earth. But as we go into this new year, the reality is, is that, that God has some plans. He's got a purpose. The very first verse there on your outline, if you'll take it out and also here on the screen, is a, is a wonderful reminder. And, and this was spoken when the, the people of Israel were not really in a good place. 
I mean, they had been rebelling and dis, uh, disobedient. Uh, they were, their hearts weren't close to God, and yet God in His mercy always reaches out. And God wants you to know today, no matter where you are spiritually, He is reaching out through His love for you and through His mercy. But, he, but in, this, in this passage, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, great passage as we get ready for a new year. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Just a reminder, there's some things that God does not want us to take into the new year. And so He's going to give you permission to leave some stuff behind. Matter of fact, He's going to invite you to leave some stuff behind so that you could experience the new thing that God is wanting to do in your life. And so my prayer for as we've come into uh, this Sunday is, is that we wouldn't, you know... Uh, just get in a rut and we wouldn't just kind of approach this new year 2020. Well, that, that, that kind of has a ring to it, doesn't it? You know, pray that God would give us 2020, His 2020 vision for Him and for what He wants us to do in this coming year. God wants to invite you and me into that. Now, as we go into the new year, one of the things that you can be sure, you can be sure, and, and you'll say this goes without saying, but uh, not really, or, or else I wouldn't say it. Um, you can be sure is that as we go into the new year, it, He wants us to, to take faith with us. And it's going to take faith. And you go, oh yeah, that, well, no, no, think about it for a minute. You know, faith is having faith in God. The object of your faith, uh, your, your faith is only as strong, legit as the object of your faith. And if your faith is in faith, we're going to miss out on what God's wanting to do. Uh, the reality is, is that sometimes as Christians, we begin to just go through our motions and we get our traditions and we get our lifestyle and we just start going, getting on autopilot. And we're not living by faith, we're, we're, we're living by habit, or we're, we're, we're living by what we're accustomed to, or tradition. And God wants to remind us that you know, as we go into this new year, it's certainly going to take that. Uh, there's a verse there on your outline for it says, For we walk by faith, not by sight, living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief in God's promises. 2 Corinthians 5.7 So here, as followers of Christ, we walk by faith, not by sight. I, I tell you what, I, I, as I... I observe the lives of, uh, even in my life and the lives of others, I can see how there is this strong pull to walk by sight, to, to, to just rely on, on what we think or maybe our logic. But God is, is wanting to remind us that as we get ready for this new year, that He's got some new stuff. He's got some, He's got plans. He wants you to know Him. He wants you to know Him better and love Him more. He wants you to experience Him and not just talk about Him. And so in order for us to really go into this new year in a way that brings honor and glory to Him, and so where our hearts are uh, ablaze with love for God, that we love Him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. There's just three things, three keys as, as I put it here on your outline for starting the new year. Are you ready for 2020? Well, ready or not, here it comes. Number one. Uh, what he wants us to do is to live by faith every day. Live by faith every day. 
Not just faith and faith. Look at this verse. It says in Romans 1.17, As the Scripture says, But those who are right with God will live by faith. Those who are right with God, the righteous will live by faith. Um, and again, God wants us to examine, allow Him to examine how we live each and every day of our life. Uh, in Hebrews, that I ask you to turn to, chapter 11 is the hall of faith. And He reminds us that, uh, that it is by faith that we live. It is by faith that we know God is through faith uh, that we experience the abundant life. That, that we know what it is that God is doing is all by faith. Not by logic, not by something that we reason out, but by faith. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients uh, were commanded for. And then he goes and begins to just give illustrations in the hall of faith. But I like what he says in verse 6. It's a good reminder for us. For he says in verse 6, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. So here's the deal. You know, don't, don't just assume, okay, yeah, I've got faith. No, but... How do we, how do we apply that when it come when it comes to how we do relationships? Are we living by faith? Or are we living by sight? Uh, whenever there is, whenever there is a destruction, or or there's conflict, are we living by faith? Or are we living by sight? Do we live by by what makes sense to me, or by what God says in His Word? Are we living by faith? When it comes to how we approach family life, when it comes to how we deal with our money, when it comes to how we deal with our time, are we living by faith or are we living by sight? As we go into this new year, I think one of the great things that we could do is just say, God, here's my faith. Take and examine it. Matter of fact, He encourages us time after time within His Word to examine our faith. And, and the best one to examine it is Him, not us. Because if we try to do it, uh, we know what Jesus said again to the Pharisees. He said, Ye are they who justify yourselves among men. That which is highly esteemed among men is abomination to God. We can justify about anything. And so He is, in, he is encouraging us to live by faith every single day. As we go into the new year to say, Father... <laughs> My whole relationship with you is based and grounded in faith. Enable me to live by faith each and every day. Now I want you to look over to uh, a passage in still uh, Hebrews 11. But we're going to pick up and, and we're going to talk about Moses. Isn't it interesting that he is talking about Moses and we're going to see the writer even refers to Christ in the context of reading about Moses and his faith. But Moses here listed in the hall of faith. Verse 23, by faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. And so, pause button real quick. Okay, if they're not afraid, why they're hiding him? Well, is it really faith? No, well, God says in his word, by faith, they hid him. So this is a faith act and it is a worldly response that uh, is carried out as a result of faith. 
Okay, verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He, he persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. So it's here that we look in the life of Moses and we see that every action uh, mentioned there is by faith. It is produced by faith. Every God-honoring action, everything in his behavior and his response was a response of faith, not convenience, uh, not what made sense, but of faith in his reliance and his trust, his looking and relying on God in his life. Um, so the application for me and you as we go into the new year, live by faith every day. Ask God to empower you to help you to live by faith in Him every day. Great way to go into the new year. Lord, by faith, I'm going to enter into this new year for your glory. Number two, look to God's reward. Look to God's reward. Paul had this to say, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord will award to me on that day. So here's Paul. And, and we know the story in the background of Paul and, and just the man of God he, that uh, he was uh, and how God used him so mightily. And here he's saying, man, I am not just, I'm not coasting through this life. I'm fighting. I am finishing. You know, I'm keeping the faith. And what's keeping him motivated? He's looking to God's reward. So as we come to this new year, there's so much stuff that we long for that's in this world and God's wanting to turn our attention to Him and His reward and, and what He's called us to do and His blessings and our reliance on Him. In Hebrews the, uh, 11, verse 26, when we were reading about Moses, it says, He regarded disgrace for Christ's sake as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because He was looking ahead to His reward, promised by God. That's what we've been talking about all month long in December. Behold, we become what we behold. What has got our attention? What are we focused on? Are we living with the end in mind? God is calling us to do this as we go into this new year. Isaiah 43, 19 the first verse that was on your outline when he says, see, I'm doing a new thing. And then as this is not there, but it goes on to say, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Do you not perceive it? God has a plan. God has a plan for you in this coming year. God's got God's heart is for you to know him intimately, to experience him intimately and for you as his servant to be a part of what he is doing. God is always working. He's going, I'm doing something new. And, and God wants to whisper that to me and you today. Listen, in 2020, listen, I'm doing something new. It's not just change your calendar. This new year is an opportunity 
for something new. God is always at work. His plan and His purpose for you in 2020. And so here's what I want to encourage you to do and me, me and you to do because I can't give you that plan. I can't show you the new thing, but God can. Uh, Ed's going to come and he's going to give us a little bit of background music just for a few moments. But here's what I, I want to encourage me and you to do this morning. So we have this opportunity just to, uh, right here on December the 29th before we continue the busy lives that we're in. Is just do this. Ask God. Ask God right now for a word or a verse for 2020. Ask God for a word or a verse in 2020. So would you just bow your heads with me just for a moment? Lord, we just want to come before You and acknowledge that first and foremost, You are here. Lord, we're not asking... Um, for something just for ourselves. But Lord, we want to know your heart and we want to know your mind and you've given us through your son, Jesus Christ, the mind of Christ. And so I'm asking, Father, that in every way, in whatever way you want to work and you want to reveal for us your love and your encouragement, your purpose. Lord, we, we just want to ask if you want to give us a, a word that, that would enable us, Lord, to know you better and to love you more in this coming year, or if, you, if there's a verse that your Holy Spirit wants to bring to mind, Lord, I pray that you would do that right now. For us, Lord, I don't know, for each of us individually, it could be very different. It Maybe surrender for some of us or abide. Maybe it's gratitude or for some of us obedience or freedom or faithful. Lord, you're the creator of all and you know exactly what we need in our personal lives. So we're just going to wait for you just for a moment, Father. And if it's your desire, would you give us just personally a word? Speak to our heart or a verse that you want to impress and use in our life in this coming year for our benefit and for your glory.
Father, you created us for communion with you, that we would know you, that we would experience you, and that as followers of yours, Lord, that in your servants, that through us, that the name of your Son, Jesus, would be lifted up. But you know each of us inside and out, so intimately. You know where we are spiritually. You know where we are emotionally, physically, relationally. You know every aspect and you know exactly what we need. So Lord, we pray as you speak to us and in the way that you've created us. Maybe it's a word, a verse, maybe it's a picture. I don't know, Father, but in any way, Lord, we just want to open our hearts and our lives and our minds to you. Because the stakes are sky high as we go into this new year. Your kingdom come, Father. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven in 2020. Through my life. Through this, your church. And through your body around the world. For we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. On your inside, there's a your your bulletin is packed with a lot of stuff this today. But uh, I want you to just hold on to this. Uh, there's a cardstock deal that that has my word verse. It may be picture. I don't know what it is, but just hold on to that. And and you know maybe God gave you a word, but maybe He didn't. But continue to ask Him for that if He wants to to give you that in this coming year. Uh, so that His purpose can be accomplished in your life. Alright, Ed, just hang there. Just don't, don't go anywhere. Just have a seat for a minute. I'm going to take them on to number three because I want you to pop back up in just a second. Number three. So here's, here's what, and uh, in, in going into 2020, live by faith every day to look to God's reward. Not not here, not my pleasure. God's reward, what's on God's heart. And number three, leave it behind. Leave it behind. We'll, we'll go in a little deeper on that in just a minute. But Luke 9, uh, 62, Jesus said, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back to the things left behind is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Good strong reminder for us that God is calling us to move forward. Yes, we're building on the past, but He's not wanting us to look behind. There's some things that He's wanting us to leave behind in 2020, very practically. Um, What God is doing is He is accomplishing His plan and His purpose in your life and around the world. But in order for us to join him in doing that, we got to leave it behind in 2020. Uh, when in Isaiah and Isaiah 43, that verse 19, when he says, "Hey, see, I'm doing a new thing," he says, "Do you not perceive it?" That is a very appropriate question, uh, and because it shows us how dwelling on the past affects us. Dwelling on the past uh, is can keep us from seeing what God's doing. And so He is inviting us to to not be caught up in the past, but to look to Him and what He is doing in the future. So if if our thoughts are caught up in the events of the past, or if we're wallowing in the hurts or the pain of yesterday, we are oblivious 
to the new things of God. We're oblivious of what God's doing around us. Have you ever been at a point of pain where you're just like, I don't care what in the world's going out there because you're just looking to sell. And if we're, if we're not, if we're not allowing God to bring His comfort and His healing to our life, we will not be able to see the new things that is God, that God is doing. So here's the deal. As we were just spending a few moments over there, some of you were going, man, I didn't get a word. I didn't get a verse. I didn't get a picture. I, I did get a picture of what I'm having for lunch uh, a while ago. I, did, I get, got that picture, and I know what it's not. It's not pizza. It's, uh, you know, did get a picture of pizza, but I got some other pictures, you know. Uh, but, you know, you go, I didn't get that. Hey, case in point, maybe, maybe it's because we're preoccupied with self or some of the things from the past. That's the reason he invites us to forget the former stuff. Forget about it. Uh, leave some stuff behind. So here's the, here's the deal. When it, it, the word it. It equals bad and good things. So going into 2020, God is wanting me and you to leave it behind. There's some bad things and there's some good things. He wants you to just leave that behind. Now you're going, well, there's some stuff I can't. No, but God can. Nothing is impossible with God. That's the reason we bring it to Him and He speaks life into it. He, he's, he has power to accomplish what is needed in your life, in my life. So leave it behind. Good things and bad things. So here's an example as far as some of the bad things. Things that weigh you down and the things that, that keep you bound. Things that weigh you down and things that keep you bound. That's what, that's what he was saying right over here. So let us run the race that is before us and never give up. We should remove from our lives anything that would get in the way, uh, get in the way, and the sin that so easily holds us back. I ask God, I say, God, help me, help me embrace this. There's some stuff that that weighs me down, that's going to keep me from really knowing you better and loving you more in 2020, or whatever that is. Help me to leave it behind. Help me to identify it and let me treat it like garbage. Let me treat it like trash or let me treat it about like dirty clothes. I'm not, going, I'm not bringing it into the new year. What a wonderful opportunity we have just to lay this out before the Lord and allow Him to revitalize, revitalize and revive us in this new year so that we can experience the joy of the Lord. So there's some bad stuff. Maybe it's fear. Maybe you've, for a whole a bunch of years you've just been afraid to do something. Maybe it's you're afraid of what other people think. or you're, you're, There's some fear, but God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and, and, and sound mind. And so He's saying, I want, you to, I want you to leave fear behind this year. You've brought it with you into every year. Leave it behind. It's not, you know, it's not that, that, that there's not times of concern, but it's that you're not going to let that dictate any longer. What others think are your fear. Maybe it's resentment. There are some relationships that are just sour. There, that you've just been hydroplaning over there as you've been putting up with and, and you've not been dealing with it uh, the way God wants you to. You've not been living by faith. You've been living by sight. You've been doing what's convenient for you. And rather than take God's Word and the way He says, here's the way you handle relationships. If there's conflict, 
Or if there's offense, here's the way you deal with it. He has provided clear instruction. So, so often we're just not looking to God's. We're not living by faith. We're living like, God, would you fix that person? Rather than trusting Him as we go and seek reconciliation, as we go and, and ask for forgiveness. Maybe it's, maybe, it's, maybe it's resentment. Maybe it's apathy. Some of you are sitting here, hey, can you get done so we can get done? Well, you, maybe that's something that, you, that God's going to invite you to leave behind. Because what He will do is He says, I will come in and I will restore and I will renew your spirit. Maybe, maybe it's a failure that you've allowed to define you. I don't know what it is. A habit. There's a bad habit that you've developed. And He said, I want you to leave that habit. And He just brought that habit to mind to you that's been keeping you from experiencing intimacy with Him. Maybe it's an attitude. Maybe it's guilt or shame. Or maybe there's just stubborn pride in your heart. Maybe it's selfishness. Maybe it's greed. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's you dictating what you want to do with your finances. You're going, it's my, rather than viewing it by faith. There's some bad stuff that holds us back and keeps us from experiencing the abundant life that God's called us into. And what He is saying right now, I want to give you an opportunity to leave it behind. Leave it behind. He says if we come and we confess, He said He will cleanse us. Leave it behind. But there's also some good stuff. There's some good stuff. Go back to um, Hebrews chapter 11. And just look at this one more time with me. Uh, begin with verse 24. There's some good stuff. It says, By faith, by faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. What's that saying? It's saying, wait a minute. Privileges? He had some amazing privileges. In the king's court, Pharaoh's daughter, he's saying, mm -mm, I'm not going there. I'd rather be identified with God's people. Maybe there's some privileges that you feel that you're entitled to, and he's saying, no, I want you to leave that behind. I want you to leave that behind. The next verse, he says, He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. Maybe there's some pleasures. You say, well, pleasures are good. Yeah, God loves to, that we enjoy Him and have pleasures, but not whenever they begin to take precedence over God. Maybe there's some pleasures that you've begun to just expect in your life and He's going, no, I want you to leave that behind. And maybe He's brought that to mind just now. A certain pleasure. In verse 26, it says, He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because He was looking ahead to His reward. Alright, so there's treasures here. These are good things that if He would have said, okay, these are good, I'm just going to keep God's blessing. No, God showed Him that these good things were keeping Him from experiencing the best that God has to offer, to experience the purpose and the plan that God had for His life. By faith. By faith. These were choices that He made. His faith produced these behaviors and these actions. Tough stuff. 
stuff. We are not entitled to all the pleasures and the blessings, you know, that, that we're so accustomed to. What's God calling you to do? What's God calling you to leave behind? Verse 27 goes on and just points out the comfort and the culture that he had come to expect. And, and, and God said, I want you to leave that behind too. What's God calling you to leave behind? For those who, who hear God's voice in their life and go to the mission field, listen, they understand what Moses left behind in order for God's purpose and God's will to be done. What's God's purpose and God's will in your life in this coming year? Leave it behind. So here's the next question. And uh, this where Ed comes back into the picture again. What does God want me to leave behind? Would you ask Him? Just, just bow your heads right now and we're just going to say, Father... Year after year, it just seems the same old, same old. But you, but, but you want me to know that that's because I'm not by faith being obedient to what you're revealing to me. There's some stuff that I take into every year, but this year you want me to leave it behind. Would you just make that your prayer? Say, Father, are there some bad things? Are there some sin? that is offensive? Are there some bad, is there some bad stuff? Are there habits in my life? Is there a mindset in my life? Are there attitudes that you want me to leave behind? But also, likewise, Father, is there some good stuff that I've just become dependent upon? And matter of fact, I choose that good stuff over you? Father, we just come before you right now and we ask that you would, through your Holy Spirit, reveal what you want us to leave behind at the threshold of this new year. Jesus, well, you showed us through your, because of your love and through your life that you were willing to leave behind the glory of heaven and enter into our world so that we can know the Father. Holy Spirit, just show us all that, Lord, that um, you would have us to leave behind so that others, so that we could know the Father, but, but also that others that we come into contact with, 
know you, Jesus. Please, Lord, don't let us take it into 2020, another year. Let 2020 be a year that through our lives, Lord, we just give it all. And through that, we experience abundant life, for we make it our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Also, in your bulletin was just this simple sheet right here. It's insert, I'm leaving behind in 2019. If you haven't already grabbed that and utilized that, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Just write it down. I'm leaving this behind. You know, we. I'm not making a list of what I'm taking. I'm making a list of what I'm leaving behind that I'm not going to take in to 2019. And, and then after making that list, I'm going to inv- and, and give you an opportunity to demonstrate that really you're serious, just as serious as Jesus in entering into this world that we may know the Father. That you're serious about leaving that behind so that you can encounter and experience God in all His uh, love and glory. Um, perhaps many of you have heard uh, the story of Hernando Cortez and it was in April 21st in 1519 that he sailed into the harbor of uh, Veracruz, Mexico. Uh, the story goes that he brought only 600 men with him and uh, although that he and his men were vastly outnumbered, they were able to defeat uh, Montezuma and the warriors of the Aztec Empire, and it made uh, Cortez the uh, conqueror of all Mexico. They had failed in two previous expeditions, and so th- he wrote about uh, this, the secret of, of the success here. And so, you know, how these stories get wrapped up is uh, sometimes they get expounded on, uh, and in, this, was, this is the case of one of those. Uh, as it goes, that what happened is when, when they reached the shore, he had his men destroy uh, all of the ships, and in, in that way, that they would, uh, they didn't have any way of turning back. They just had to go forward, uh, and and so the the story is told that they burned the ships. As a matter of fact, there's songs and all kind of stuff. You know, they burned the ships, but it didn't exactly happen that way, as best I can tell through history. He did have the men uh, ram all of the ships. Uh, into the shore, and then he had them break these ships apart and take all the pieces of the ship, you know, the sails and the rigging and all that, and utilize it. All the ships but one. There was one ship that was left intact, and that ship was left intact to take treasures back to the king. Uh, but the story is, is as it's been told and, and retold, is that the men stood there and they watched the ships burn. Well, I don't think that's quite accurate, but they did destroy them. You know, and, and Cort, uh, Cortez did say, hey, by doing this, we're all in and there's no turning back. There's nothing else to rely on. Uh, and the assurance now is that we would either conquer and win the land or die trying. So uh, it's a pretty good picture of burning the ships. We're not going to destroy anything in here today, but we can't, we, I do want to invite you to burn something as an acknowledgement that God's saying, what is in your past, He's big enough for. 
He will lighten your load and you can move forward into 2020 in a way that would bring Him honor and glory. So I want to, I want to invite you to do this. I want to invite you to, to acknowledge that God loves you. He's got a plan for you. And He wants you to be a part of what He is doing. His kingdom come and His will be done. It doesn't happen if we do life our way. It only happens by faith. When we live by faith, when we're motivated by what God's doing, and then we, if our, we're not motivated by that, that's the reason He is now even more insistent that there's some stuff you need to leave behind. You're too comfortable or there's too much baggage or there's sin that's weighing you down. Let's, let's get rid of it. So what I want to invite you to do is whatever it may be, that God, you believe that God would have you to leave behind. I want you to just write it on that sheet of paper. Just write it on that sheet of paper. And in just a few moments, as we close the service, I'm going to invite you to just wad it up. Just wad it up. And then I want you to come and throw it in this bucket. And after the service, Aaron's going to take that bucket. And if you want to join us out front, and we're going to burn it. It's going to just go up and smoke. You go, well, that's kind of stupid. No, here's the deal. It's stupid for us to go into a new year without allowing God to reveal to us His plan, His purpose, but also through His Holy Spirit to bring conviction in our life, not condemnation, conviction about what it is that is keeping us from knowing Him and loving Him and being used by Him in the coming year. He wants you. He wants you to burn that ship, whatever it may be. There's some ships in your life that, that just need to be burned. And so I'm going to ask if you would just bow your heads and take a moment and allow Him to reveal that to you. As Ed plays, and then I want to invite you after doing so, after you feel like God's shown you everything that you need, I want to invite you to come and just throw that into that pot. Maybe spend a few moments here at the altar just praying before the Lord. Let's fill it up with a bunch of junk for which Jesus Christ died and cleanses us from. Would you do that today?
precious Lord, you um, are so loving and so kind and so merciful. Your promises are amazing. And, and because they are your promises to us, we do come and ask for mercy, not because we deserve it, but because that's just who you are. And we, we come with confidence by faith. And Lord, we lay these things down. We cast our cares and these burdens and these sins upon you, which you've already paid for. That they no longer weigh us down. They no longer bound, bind us up. But Lord, we ask for your freedom and your liberation in each of our lives and in your body. Because we want to be used of you in this coming year to lift up the name of Jesus and then as you advance your kingdom. Lord, now by faith, we just praise you for your forgiveness and for your cleansing. And in a few moments as we watch, Lord, these pages go up in smoke, Lord, let it be a strong reminder to us that our sins, when we confess these before you and entrust them to you, are as far as the east is from the west. They are no more. And you look on us as the righteousness of Christ. Lord, we pray that by faith in this coming year, motivated by your reward, as we leave this behind, that you would be glorified through our lives in 2020. And we make it our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you'll find links to our social media accounts. We gather every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Tune in next week.